you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Ready calling signals. Brady leaps into the end zone. Touchdown! Manning in a shotgun set. Three rushes for the Niners. Manning back to throw. He zips one to the left of the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! Mario Manningham! They can't double both Cruz and Hakeem Nix. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. It is caught by Gronkowski at the 40-yard line of the Baltimore Ravens. He's slow to get up, guys. He's limping. And he's going to have to come out of the game. Now, this is a very, very tough blow to Patriot offense. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87. I'm Elliot Harrison. We're here every Wednesday, joined by Michael Fabiano and uh, a very ill Michael Fabiano. Let me just describe the outfit uh, that I Fabs I, is wearing. I don't wear outfits, bro. You know how you, when you're sick? And you go into work, you feel like, I'm doing these guys a favor. I'm showing up to work. You know, I'm sick. I want to be at home watching F Troop or Hogan's Heroes. I don't want to be coming to work. I've been watching a lot of Quantum Leap. Yeah. So you come in, you wear the low-cut like the low cut black uh, athletic socks mm-hmm. with tennis shoes, cargo shorts that haven't been seen since. They're, they're kind of like half cargo, half bathing trunks. They're like very Hasselhoffian from the mid-'90s. That's scary. And then, then you've got the hoodie. Uh-huh. With your Yankees hat. Yeah. That's about as good as it's getting, man. It's as good as it's getting. And your voice sounds uh, yeah. like Joan Rivers. Dude, this is the first time I've been like a vampire for the last 36 hours. I haven't left my uh, my place. So it's the first time I've seen the sun in a while. I lost three and a half pounds in like 36 hours. I don't know what the hell I ate, but it kicked my butt pretty good. And uh, all of you out there are familiar with Family Guy and the episodes where Stewie and Brian just vomit uncontrollably. That was me kneeling in front of my toilet for a lot of the last couple of days, wow. man. Not much wow. fun, but I had to come back and uh, hang out with my boy, Elliot, 
on his last in studio show for at least a, at least a while. Uh, you'll be in Indy next week for the Super Bowl. Right. So Marcus Grant, who is our NFL.com editor, will be joining me next week. Fancy editor. While exactly while Harrison is uh, smooth, are, are you gonna are you gonna try to hit on some of the models a, a, actresses no. that are gonna be there? At no, Indy? I want you to come home. I want you to come home with Mercer Miller's phone number. You know what's funny is I I have a buddy who's a uh, financial planner down in San Diego, and he wants to go and meet with agents and whatnot. Uh, Super Bowl, the and, and that's a you know that's something about the Super Bowl. You know, there's so many different topics outside of the game. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of fantasy impact. Discussed uh, based on who's going where in the draft and and trades and whatnot, Peyton Manning. But the other thing that goes on in the Super Bowl are all the parties and all the ancillary uh, hubbub that have nothing to do with the game. And so my buddy's going down and he's in, telling me, "Well, oh, I'm going to go to the Maxim party. I'm going to this party, and I want you to come." And I was like, "Dude, don't even think about asking me to be your wingman. <laughs> That's a pet peeve of mine. You know, I'm I am all for like going to events and mingling and all that stuff. But when a guy asks me to be a wingman, I mean, it's just Harrison. Like, you are no man's wingman. Yeah, come on, dude. Top you're, Gun you're, came you're the out. Guy. Top Gun came out 26 years ago. I mean, it's time to move on. You know." To quote that movie, it's time to put the air brakes on mm-hmm. and let Viper fly right by. But honestly, I mean, I haven't been to a Super Bowl in a while. I used to go – actually, Anita Marks, who was on the previous show, uh, we go way back. And Anita's a, a great friend of mine. And I used to do her show when she was first in Florida. Then in Baltimore, it would be like a radio slash TV show. And we would be so tired from just working all day on Radio Road trying to get interviews and everything else. We wouldn't even go to the, the events. We were just like – it's ten thirty. I'm going to bed. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I got to get up early in the morning to do a show. So you, you'll find that. Have you been to a Super Bowl yet? I haven't. You know, I was going to go last year for NFL.com, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a specific assignment. I, I wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't like, hey, we need you to go there and do this. This year, we're going to do NFL.com live. Which, for those of you who don't have NFL Network on Thursday Night Football, you're used to watching us on NFL.com live, where we show you live look-ins. Fabs, mm-hmm. you were on the show this year. Obviously, uh, we're doing Super Bowl. Basically, NFL.com live. So this year I have an excuse to go, like a very specific, like this is what's laid out for me. Last year, I was going to kind of be winging it and getting stories, and it was frozen in Dallas. It was the worst yeah. possible weather you could have. But it stinks because Dallas is my hometown. I really wanted to go, and it was a, a good Super Bowl matchup. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I wanted to get to uh, is we talked about all the answery stuff that goes on around the Super Bowl, and you and I were just talking about this before we got on air as far as fantasy impact and reality impact of Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Because sure as you're born, Peyton Manning is going to be a huge topic of discussion, A, because the Super Bowl is in Indianapolis, B, because he's probably the most famous football player on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, where he could end up is anyone's guess. I want to tell you right now, I don't think it's the Jets. Uh, for, for our sake, because we have to deal with Jason Smith constantly, I hope not. I really hope not. Um, because he's... <laughs> He is. I love Jason. And he's a great bo- guy, but he is the most obnoxious fan of that I've ever met. When it comes to the Jets, when it comes to Syracuse Orangemen, and when it comes to, uh, now, I haven't seen him be obnoxious about the Mets yet because there really isn't anything to be obnoxious about with that team. But as much as I love Jason, oh boy, he gets everybody riled up. So I actually have a prediction on where Peyton Manning's going to land earlier uh, or later on this season, but. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in this Game Show Jeopardy segment that we're going to put together where you are going to play the role of Alex Trebek, and I'm going to be Cliff Clavin, I guess, from that episode of Cheers where he was on Jeopardy and went all the way to the end and bet everything 
and lost. Do you remember that? <laughs> We're also going to have Steve Weish on at 12.30 Pacific from NFL.com and NFL Network. Talk to him a little bit about where he thinks Peyton Manning might end up and also about uh, the Super Bowl coming up between the New England Patriots and the New York Giants, which pains me as a Cowboys fan, and it must pain you too. And you know what I love is Jerry Jones saying, boy, we have to be more like the Giants. Did you see that quote from Jerry Jones? Yeah. Talking, you know what, Jerry? Please listen to your own advice and hire people who know what the hell they're doing in football because that's what the Giants do. The Cowboys don't because you don't let them because you're the new Al Davis. I'm just saying. And speaking of. I'm just saying. Well, I have three things related to the Jets, Giants, and Cowboys, the teams that we're talking about. One, number one, the Jets uh been doing exit interviews for NFL.com. And it's sort of an exit interview for Have you team. been tweeting out the links? I haven't. Uh, Come on, man! I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that this week. But Dude, I, Harris, I do have a Jets me, one up on the site right now. So if you are a fan of the Jets, like Jason, yeah. Smith, well, you know what? People could actually view it a lot easier if you actually send a tweet out, buddy. Well, I'll let you do it. No, uh, I, listen. I'm not your. I'm not your tweet man. <laughs> You're my wingman. You got 500 something followers because of me, man. I've done my role. You go ahead and and, and take it from here. The Giants Cowboys topic is interesting to me because if there was one play that changed the the uh, arc of the season. Mm-hmm. It's week fourteen. Giants at Dallas. Miles Austin loses the ball and the, loses the ball in the lights. Mm-hmm. Remember the Giants yep. are down two scores. Yeah, Cowboys could put the had game a t- away. Had a touchdown. That was and, that was right around midfield, wasn't yeah, it? Where he lost pe- the ball in the lights. People always or people thought that Romo overthrew him, and of course Romo got raked over the coals, even though Romo played an insanely great game. And Austin was still coming off that hamstring, so people were wondering if whether or not he had just, the explosion. To, to, to get to get the there. ball. Mm-hmm. He catches that ball, game over, Giants out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. period. Cowboys in the playoffs. The same thing as what happened last year. If you remember, the Buccaneers lost to the Raiders, I believe it was, wasn't it? When no, Michael, they lost to the Lions, the Lions. in overtime. The yes. Packers wouldn't have even made the best That's right. There were some bad calls in that game. That the was, Raiders game was two years ago. That's yeah. right. The uh, interesting, though, about Miles Austin is he's one of the guys that we should get to regarding fantasy impact for 2012. The Cowboys have been very vocal. Jason Garrett, I uh, was on their website yesterday. Jason Garrett wants LaRon Robinson back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it used to be, Fabs, that in the NFL you could barely pay a second wide receiver. Remember when the Cowboys lost Alvin Harper to the Bucks in free agency? Yep. Now in the NFL, did you're nothing there either. You're trying to keep your third wide receiver because the game is played in space now. Mm-hmm. So with all the throwing that's going on, a guy like LaRon Robinson, who used to be a luxury a luxury at at best now is a necessity. So if the Cowboys keep him, you're looking at having Des Bryant, Miles Austin, LaRon Robinson, Jason Witten, all healthy for Week One, which is something you didn't have this year. How valuable is Miles Austin to you? Uh, he's definitely going to lose some some luster because the last couple of years haven't been his best. Uh, you know, last year I know Romo was injured, so that caused him to lose a little bit of his luster in fantasy land. This year again. Um, Bad year statistically. Lost Romo. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he, he lost a lot of time to that uh, that hamstring injury, and then re-injured it. Remember, he came back exactly. in the one game, started to have a big game. It was a Detroit or Buffalo. He he started to have a big game and yep. got hurt. Yep. Uh, I think it was it was yeah. It might have been Buffalo. Might have been Buffalo. Buffalo or or Seattle. One of those games. Uh, what's amazing is LeRon Robinson had 11 touchdowns this season, and he had four his entire career before that, four receiving touchdowns. So. Uh, a guy who was waiver wire fodder. We talk about that in fantasy terms, but he was a guy who teams had given up on. You know, the Falcons had given up on him. The Rams had given up on him. He comes to Dallas and makes an impact, and it's all about the quarterback. It really is all about uh, about the quarterback and about opportunity. And 
I still have Miles Austin right now listed as the number one fantasy receiver in Dallas, but it is close. It is close. Des Bryant uh, and Miles Austin are right there. It's right there. And I talked about this last week. We are looking at the start of a new world of fantasy football where quarterbacks are king, wide receivers are going to put up monster numbers, but there's going to be more wide receivers putting up big numbers, so it's going to be harder to differentiate when you're talking about guys like Leron Robinson and James Jones and guy uh, Lance Moore, so you're going to be playing matchups constantly with these wide receivers, and it's a fantasy football world where the running back has really become quite defunct when it comes to value outside of Arian Foster, LaShawn McCoy, Ray Rice, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. After that, there's a huge drop-off in at terms of the second round question marks. That. Just major, major question marks. Well, if I put your feet to the fire, where would you take Miles Austin if there were a draft today? He's probably going to, if it's a 10-team league, he's probably going, I would probably say, somewhere between round late round three, round four, somewhere in that area. Um, and, and, and that's being generous. That's. I still think he has the potential, again, because of the league that, that we're in right now, where everyone's throwing the football, and, and it's all about putting up passing yards and receiving yards, that he's got a great quarterback. And I don't care what anybody says. In fantasy, Tony Romo's a great quarterback. Tony the, Romo's a great quarterback in reality. The Cowboys don't win. Right. This season was, was a lot of uh, other... Mitigating factors. It wasn't Tony Romo's fault. You throw thirty-three fault. touchdowns and, and eleven interceptions, and you have a hundred and four quarterback no, rating. No, no, absolutely, you're, you're, uh, absolutely. If Austin can stay healthy, he's a risk reward guy. He's a guy who's going to be drafted as a two, and Des Bryant's going to be drafted as a two also. Well, what's interesting is uh, I was in the newsroom about two weeks ago after Tony after the Cowboys lost the game to the Giants, mm-hmm. the uh, the first game to the Giants. And Kit Kamara, one of our uh, senior producers here at NFL Network, was all over me about Romo, saying yeah. that that's the kind of game that they should have won. And Romo had an incredible game. He put them in, made two beautiful throws to get him into field goal range for Dan Bailey. Mm-hmm. That's when Tom Coughlin froze uh, the kicker. Oh, yeah, and then Pierre Paul blocked Yeah. Okay, yeah. not the Cardinal game where we froze our own kicker. I was just going to yeah. say that. Yeah. Right. So, Don't get me started. You, right. know, you know Harrison. So I got a, I've got a, one of those you know four-top uh, cubicle pods where all four guys are coming at me about Romo and how they would take Cam Newton over Romo no in reality. No in re- and, I, and I said, you guys are, are insane. Yeah. There's a big difference between statistics and actually being a big-time player in reality. Mm-hmm. So Mike Lombardi walks over, of course, one of our senior analysts, yep. former GM, former personnel director for the Raiders, mm-hmm. quasi-GM. He, uh, I asked Mike Lombardi, go, can you believe this? These guys are all saying they would take Cam Newton over Tony Romo. And Lombardi goes, Tell me how many teams in NFL history have had a quarterback that threw 33 touchdowns or, or 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and have over 100 passer rating, and yet they're going to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. So That shows you how much the rest of the, of the team stinks. stinks. Right. Exactly. But to go to your points about Des Bryant and LaRon Robinson, you've got to figure that Des Bryant's conditioning is going to be better this year because how many games early in the year did he play You know, right. great for a quarter and a half and yep. then – Dud rest right. of the game. Uh, that's a lockout effect. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Let's hope that's a lockout effect. Okay, now LaRon mm-hmm. Robinson. One of the things that Jason Garrett talked about on DallasCowboys.com was that in the NFL, you want to be productive as a player. Mm-hmm. LaRon Robinson had four touchdowns coming into the season. And what did you say at 11 this year? Yep. You had his profile pulled up a second ago. Yep. When a player said that kind of success, what happens when they go to another team with a new system? They almost never replicate it. 
Anquan Bolden's a decent player, but he's not the player he was in Arizona. No, no. You know, and we, we could go. I could do it ad nauseum. I remember when Andre Risen lost, left the Falcons, went to the Browns. He was a dud, right? A dud. When players leave teams and go to different systems with different quarterbacks, different pass protections, different running games, it's not the same. And LaRon Robinson, after this season, if 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 it's a less than a five hundred thousand dollar difference or a couple hundred thousands, a couple hundred thousand dollars, this is easy for me to say. For him to stay in Dallas or go to another team like mm. his former team, the Rams, I'd stay in Dallas. No, the Cowboys and the Cowboys want him. The Cowboys want him, and the Cowboys will have plenty of money because they need to get rid of uh, a lot of bums right now. With Terrence Newman probably being on the top of that list of uh, of Cowboys that are going to be cut in the off season. I have Tony Romo ranked sixth right now among quarterbacks from a fantasy perspective. Last year, forty one hundred yards, almost forty two hundred yards. 32 combined touchdowns, 7th in fantasy points at his position. He missed almost a full game also, remember, so his numbers would have been better. He also missed part of another game where Kitna came in, and, and I think I had maybe 10 or ten or 12. San Francisco. Uh, That's when he uh, right. cracked his ribs. Right. So, listen, Romo's a guy who actually could be uh, a value uh, at, at, in, in some drafts because people are going to potentially overlook the fact that Despite the the Cowboys' failures, Romo had a good season. And ju- just to put a button up here before we break on the LaRon Robinson, I'm just saying if you could make three million in Dallas, let's say, and three point two million in Jacksonville, stay in Dallas. Yeah. Stay, I mean, how much do you need? Because let's, hope, be- let's hope he does as Cowboys fans, and his fantasy value has never been higher. That's that's right. NFL Fantasy Live Series two ten XM eighty seven Fabs is sick. I'm still here. I'm, I'm carrying the ship. We'll be back after the break. Man, that is such a jam. That's Atomic Punks, man. That is such a jam. Van Halen won. There was a good tribute band, uh, Van Halen, called the Atomic Punks. I went and saw them. Mm-hmm. I asked a girl that was six feet tall to go with me. Six one. It's a great, great story. I was, <laughs> I was. I wanted to hear the story. Well, I'm only five nine, and I was at a crawfish boil, and this uh, Van Halen uh, tribute band called the Atomic Punks were playing. And I'm talking to this girl. Uh, you know what a crawfish boil is? A lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. Uh, I'm pro- assuming it's a place where they boil crawfish. Yeah, in Texas, Louisiana, you, 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 you throw out <laughs> I, a big, I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. You throw. You just get two big long tables. You throw a little picnic thing over it, a little red and white checkered, mm-hmm. you know, standard deal. And mm-hmm. you have these giant cauldrons, and you, you boil ca- crawfish. Mm-hmm. Some people will eat them live, which is disgusting. But it's, you know, it's a big deal. Well, they had one here in L.A., so I had to go. I couldn't believe it. My buddy from Alabama invites me. Right. I talked to a girl in the backyard, and how tall is she? Six one, and I'm five nine. Okay, she's really cool, and I asked her if she wanted to h- hang out sometime, grab a beer. What she look like? You got her on her Facebook page? <laughs> you do. I know you do. So she looks at me. She gives me kind of this cockeyed look, and she's like, "You know, I'm you're like, cute for a short guy." She's like, "I'm six feet, half inch, or whatever." She said, and I said, "Yeah." And and <laughs> what's what's your point? I mean, does it stop you from? She goes, "No, I'm just used to to." Like, guys really caring about that. And I said, yep. I, don't, I don't care at did all. You, did you use the line? Huh? No, I didn't. You know which line I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know what line. No, I did not use. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm not saying that on an NFL serious radio show. Okay, go ahead. I didn't say So it. I'm, I'm going to wrap this story up quickly so we can get to more fantasy banner. But So I go to her place to pick her up one night. Yeah. Her roommate is 5'11 and a half. Okay. okay. Her roommate sits down next to me and is like, so does it does it bother you that that uh, Samantha's you know six one? I said no, not at all. And and she goes I, she goes I'm six foot. And I said yeah. I said I know you guys will never ask me to come over and change the light bulb in the entryway. It's not so bad. Right. It's great as yeah. long as you don't care, they don't care. 
But but we don't care about that. We want to know if you got the grill or not. Well, the point was is you that did. I went to go see Van Halen, yeah. Atomic Punk's cover band. They were mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha didn't want to go to that. But I got a flat tire that night. I remember she did stand out there with me. Is this me story going anywhere? No, it really isn't. But this is what happens when your co-host is sick. And your 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 fly- story's making me sicker. And you're you're flying on instruments. Your story's making me sicker. Van Halen's coming in in, uh, in June. A, We're going. This is a family. Van We're Halen going. is uh, yeah. The tickets are on sale right now for American Express card users. In June, we're going. Uh, I cannot wait for that. They're playing at Staples. They're playing at Anaheim. And if you're a Van Halen, Diego also. If you're a Van Halen fan, check that out. Google it. Uh, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us all year, Fabs and I love rock, and generally I don't go out with six foot one women. But I just wanted to tell you that story. I have no idea. Can we talk about fantasy football for the next five minutes before Steve Weiss comes on? Absolutely, and and, and not your fantasies but, of Amazon women. That's very good. <laughs> that's very good. I haven't I, lost my sense of humor. No, no, you haven't. No, but there, there's something that I want to bring up with the Peyton Manning thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, people need to tap the brake a little bit as far as the Jets acquiring them. I keep seeing that everywhere. The chances of that happening, Fabs, are slim to none. I don't think so. I don't think – I completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I don't I, think he's going to New York. Uh, first of all, they've got their own cap issues that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Peyton Manning is due a monster chunk of money. Yes. Mm. So unless the Jets want to incur that kind of responsibility, you can forget it. And and we don't even know. We don't even know if the guy can play. Right. I mean, there was just a report that Rob Lowe put out, which was about as interesting as my, you know, gosh, last week. Crawfish boil story. And so far he's been wrong. I haven't heard anything about he didn't retire that day. I know that. Right. So Peyton Manning. Likely landing spots. I'll tell you my likely landing spot for Peyton Manning. Okay. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I, I, th- I think he re-signs for the team. I think they may restructure a few things. Just because Andrew Luck gets drafted, we're assuming he gets drafted, mm-hmm. oh, by the way. Even if he gets drafted number one overall, that doesn't mean he's going to start from day one. Yes, they did that with Peyton Manning. Yes, they did that with him. That doesn't mean they have to do it with Andrew Luck, because I can name you plenty of good quarterbacks that did not start day one. Okay. John Elway didn't start day one. Dan Marino didn't start day one. Steve McNair didn't start day one. Doesn't mean, just because the Colts did it with Peyton, uh, doesn't mean that they do it with Andrew Luck. Having a guy like Peyton Manning around it would be nothing good for Luck, even if Peyton Manning doesn't take him under the under his wing. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you where I think okay. he's going to end up Go ahead. during our during our Jeopardy oh, 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 that's right. I'm, segment I'm, that's coming. To, I'm, I'm blowing it. In the us. second hour, I'm not going to say anything, but... I don't agree with you that he's going to end up in Indianapolis. I don't. The Colts, it's time to blow it up. It's time to blow it up. Manning's, what, 36? Coming off of three neck surgeries in less than two years. Reggie Wayne's a free agent. Pierre Garçon's a free agent. Austin Colley disappeared without Peyton Manning. Dallas Clark basically disappeared without Peyton Manning. Joseph Adai, he can't stay healthy. That team needs to be blown up. And I know how great a quarterback Peyton Manning is, but... Boy, the Colts, in in 10 years, we may be looking back at this and thinking, could it have lined up any better for the Colts? They didn't get Ryan Leaf. They ended up with Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, right? And the year that Manning gets hurt and doesn't play, arguably the best quarterback to come out of the collegiate ranks 
in it's unbelievable. How many decades? It's unbelievable. It's available to them, and they have the option to grab him. Well, I'm glad you brought up the point about blowing it up because I actually wanted to bring that that crawfish boil story full circle. Oh man, no, I'm serious. As a franchise, whoever <clears throat> whoever is running the ship there, yeah. Just like if you're a short guy asking out a tall woman, you can't care. You cannot care what the fan base thinks. You know, you do your thing. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about what that other person thinks. That's exactly what they need in a in a top guy there, because the bottom line is. They're going to have to make some moves that aren't going to be popular. Okay, Robert Mathis, one of the best defensive players of the last decade, mm-hmm. free agent. Yeah. Jeff Saturday, free agent. Reggie Wayne, free agent. Dwight Freeney, I believe, is scheduled to make the most money in pro football in 2012. Yeah, that's not that's not worth it. Okay, so I know for a fact he's the highest defensive player in the NFL, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure his base salary is the highest in pro football is coming right. up. Well. You, you can't keep those guys. No. You, you can't, it's time to blow it up. Joseph Adai, you're but here, right. And he, right. And here's the thing, too. You know, you always hear about how difficult it is to replace a legendary quarterback, and the Broncos have gone through that, and the Dolphins have gone through that, and the Cowboys had gone through it a little bit, too, up until Tony Romo's emergence over the last few years. But the Colts have a chance to not have to deal with that. This luck kid is amazing. He's unbelievable. And with the way that the NFL is structured, with the rules and how much success quarterbacks have— they can make a nice, smooth transition. He's not going to be Peyton Manning day one, but, boy, he can emerge into it pretty quickly, especially with the way the NFL, again, is structured uh, in this day and age. Well, to bring it back fantasy before we break here, Peyton Manning stays with the Colts, and he's there day one. Where do you take him in your fantasy draft? Right now I have him as the ninth overall quarterback in 2012. I'd say he's probably coming off the board somewhere in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Fourth or fifth. Depending on how how big the league is. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into more fantasy discussion, talk a little bit more Colts. and Steve Weish is up next. Steve Weish is coming up. We've got some other teams to talk about, but of course we're going to hit the Super Bowl with Steve. And right and now, the Cantina. And the Cantina. Yep. And you know what they have right now, right? Have you learned this after what we're going to right now, after 20 weeks? This is your fantasy fix. There you go. I'm easy. Fourth and goal, Pat's trail, 20-16. Extra blocker on the left is Solder. Brady calling signals. Brady leaps into the end zone. Touchdown! He went right over the top and into the end zone. And the Patriots regain the lead. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210, XM 87. That's Lionel Richie, but technically it's the Commodores, really. Uh-huh. Uh, and listen, I, I, I wanted that music because that's the way it is throwing the football in the NFL these days. We're going to have two teams in the Super Bowl that are probably going to put the ball up 60 times. Moreover... I brought in that music because when I think of easy like Sunday morning, I think of Steve Weish. He's he's smooth. He is. He's smooth. He's. I think he he's smooth. our. He I think smooth. he's our best dressed reporter. Very dapper. He doesn't have to wear like he doesn't blow you away with cologne like some of our other guys do. He just walks in all natural and he's the man and he delivers good information and we are pleased to be joined by him right now. Steve, what's happening, man? Belly, you had me at hello, man. <laughs> Going on. What's going on, Steve? How you doing, my friend? You getting ready for this uh, this rematch, Patriots and Giants? 
I am. You know, this is you know this is the marquee matchup. We we've got a little Yankees Red Sox, you know, Boston New York going on, but. You know, it's just like Ellie was saying. I mean, this is a game where we're going to see the teams. He said throw it 60 times. I hope he's saying 60 times a piece because we're going to see <laughs> a, a lot of wide-open offenses. It's just mm-hmm. going to be real interesting to see if that Giants front four can put pressure on Tom Brady a lot like the uh, the Ravens did because, you know, Brady he was real uncomfortable in that AFC championship game. And the way the Giants have changed since OCU Manuel returned – before that season finale against Dallas, that defense, that defensive front is scary. Yeah, and Steve, one of the things that you can't help but notice over the last few years when you're looking at the Super Bowl participants is the elite quarterbacks. And you're looking at Eli Manning, who is proving that he's elite. Tom Brady, clearly, uh, over the last few years, you've had Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Peyton Manning uh, and, and Warner. Warner and Ben Roethlisberger. Defense is winning championships. Is that sort of gone the way of the dodo bird, basically, in the NFL? And do you now win with an elite quarterback instead? It's hard to say because, you know, we're, we're no longer, you know, in, and I say this because we're no longer in the era of the Stonewall defense, you know, the, the Ravens, the old Steelers, you know, the, the old Giants. But we're in the era of the timely and opportunistic defense. And you do look at the teams who've won the Super Bowls. They've made opportunistic plays on defense. Tracy Porter with the pick. You know, we've we just seen some really key defensive plays. You know, Tremont Williams made some plays for the Packers. To, so it's more of an opportunistic defense. And the scoring is up. And, you know, the, the passing game is wide open. But it's going to be the team that typically makes the play or blows the play that's going to win or lose the Super Bowl. Well, Steve, you know, on that point, uh, something I wanted to bring up to you because I I really was so motivated this weekend to write a letter to Rich McKay. Not that he would read it, but I felt that I I, I feel like the defense has been so legislated out of the game. Uh, And I found myself, you know, there's not supposed to be any rooting in the press box, but I found myself – as a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan, rooting for the 49ers very hard in that game because of the style of football they play. Dominating front seven, ours is better than yours. We create matchup problems for you. Within the rules of the NFL today, that's very, very hard to do, and I wanted to see a team achieve it, and instead we're getting a, a Nerf football Super Bowl. Does it bother you at all to see that happen? Well, I assume for the most part you're talking about the forward progress play. Well, that's, that's one of them. That, that's one of them. But just overall in the NFL, the way the defensive backs can't play anymore, it, it really bothers me. Well, and I, and I tell you, it goes it, – trust me, I talked to a lot of coaches along the way, and it goes to the way both offensive and defensive coaches call the game now. Because even up to three or four years ago, you didn't see this many crossing patterns. You didn't see – one of the reasons why there's the emergence of the tight end is because they can throw the ball in the interior seam now. You didn't see that a couple years ago. That's because right. Because guys were getting their teeth knocked out when they came across the middle. Mm-hmm. Now because defensive backs, safeties in particular, cannot lower the boom, and not just when guys catch passes, but you would actually see when guys would run those drag routes and crossing routes across the middle, they'd get, they'd get depleted before they got well into their route. You don't see that anymore. So now that's why we're seeing games where safeties are backing off a little bit deeper now to keep things underneath. 
and we're seeing offenses throw a lot more. I mean, you look at what the Giants do and those crossing patterns and what the Patriots do, those crossing patterns, that's part of what you're going to talk about. To me, the thing that just, as a defensive player, you know, it's just the, you know, you can't have the big hit anymore. Almost anytime there's a the big hit, there's a penalty that goes along with it. And I just think back, you know, some of the players I still love watching, Steve Atwater and Ronnie Lott and those guys, they would have never made the Hall of Fame if they played in today's game. No, because they weren't necessarily great players in space, uh, you know, as far as coverage, especially uh, Atwater. Well, Ronnie Lott was a really good cover corner for a while, too, now. Don't forget that. That is, that is true. That is true early in his career. One, one thing about that, that made me think of this, is I had a Bucks Redskins game from 1982 in my DVD player. I have all these old games, and I'm, you know, John McKay was the Bucks coach, and obviously Rich McKay is his son. Uh, and John McKay, the, the Bucks, they throw a bomb to Kevin House, their 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 home run threat wide receiver. Kevin House, I watched the whole game. He wasn't going over the middle, and that's what made me think of this. Is like, gosh, it used to be such a big deal if you had a guy that could go over the middle like Gary Clark of the Redskins and take that big hit, and he was tough. And you just – now everybody can do it, Steve, because of what you're saying. Yeah, I and mean, again, trust me, I've got defensive coordinators telling me they have got to call the game differently because the big hit and the fact that you cannot reroute receivers across the middle out of fear of, big, of getting called for penalties has changed the way they call games. You're going to see guys go with that full-out blitz to try to get pressure, pressure and they avoid the middle of the field. Or you're going to see them playing those deep safeties to keep things underneath where they allow the catch, but you just don't see many. Let's think of the Saints a couple of years ago. How many of those interceptions, when they had, I think they had more than 30 interceptions, and Darren Sharper had nine of them. Almost That's all right. of his picks were in the middle of the field. That's right. Because they had Roman Harper laying the boom in the middle of the field, and they had Darren Sharper cleaning up the stuff over the top in the middle of the field. Teams didn't want to throw in the middle against them. Because when they did, they paid. You don't see that anymore. And that's just kind of the way the game is. That's the way teams are adjusting. And that's why teams like the Patriots can go from a team five years ago that was a vertical, outside-the-numbers, deep deep play team to more of a vertical, inside-the-numbers, intermediate-range passing team. That's a, that's a great point. You know, one of the players that's definitely been able to adjust his game to what the defense does is Peyton Manning over the course of his career. Uh, Steve, you and I are both going to be in the Super Bowl. It's going to be in Indianapolis, obviously, and Peyton Manning is going to be a huge topic of discussion. Fabs and I were discussing you know, what fantasy value he would have. I think he's going to stay in Indianapolis if he plays again. I don't see him being traded to the Jets. Uh, what kind of – first of all, what do you see happening with Manning? And then if you're a fantasy owner, would you take a chance on drafting Peyton Manning in 2012? Yeah, I, I, I'm in disagreement with you. And I think the last couple of days Peyton is really laying the tea leaves to get out of there. I think they're going to let him go. I think it would be an amicable of sorts parting. Uh, but I think he's going to be playing elsewhere next season. And, yeah, I mean, he's going to – He's going to still be have, have fantasy value. It depends on what team he goes to because, you know, if he, he's not going to go to a team that's going to run a West Coast offense. He's going to do something that he's comfortable with. But, yeah, I mean, let's say he goes to San Francisco. You better, you better believe it because they're not going to bring him in there and not give him those, you know, not give him any wide receivers to help him. Or let's say as a free agent he goes to the Jets. He's going to make Plaxico and Antonio Holmes a lot better. And they're going to adjust their game plan accordingly to him. But also, he's seen every defense. He's seen every opponent. He knows the personnel. So, yeah, he may get off to a slow start. 
but I think he's got plenty of fantasy value. All right, Steve, to uh, put your feet to the fire, and we're talking about Peyton Manning. During a Super Bowl that will be played in Indianapolis where his little brother, Eli, is a participant, next year, 2012 fantasy draft, all things being equal, Peyton Manning or Eli Manning, who is your fantasy quarterback? Well, I'm going to go with Eli because he's going to be with the same offensive coordinator. He's going to probably be with the same receivers. You know, Victor Cruz is emerging as a star. Hakeem Nick, so I'm, I would go Eli just because of the familiarity he's has in that system and the way he's playing now. And imagine that, and that is a viable opinion, and it could be the right opinion because Peyton hasn't played. We don't know what his health status is, but it's amazing how things can change in the NFL so quickly from one year to the next. If we were looking back a year ago and talking about Eli Manning being a better fantasy option than Peyton Manning, People would have thought you were crazy. Peyton threw for 4,700 yards last year, which was his career high, had over 30 total touchdowns, and didn't look like there was any stopping him despite the fact that he's in his mid-30s. Now we are talking about Eli, who just led the Giants to the second Super Bowl appearance they've had in the last four years. Uh, Eli is, is elite in the NFL. I'm still not putting that tag on him in fantasy, but he's closing in on it. It's it is, it's really impressive what he was able to do this year, especially his resilience in, in coming back from when he had an awful game against the Redskins and then doing what he did over the last four games. But Steve, I wanted to qualify one thing. I, I just don't see Peyton Manning being traded to the Jets, and that's, that is what's just all over the Internet. I, I don't see any way the Jets can make that happen. That doesn't mean that the Colts can't let him go. So no, he's how, not going to get traded because you know he'd probably have to agree to some type of contract restructure to get traded, no team is going to trade for Peyton Manning and have to pay him $28 million off the top. That's not going to happen. So they'll just wait, and they'll wait for the, the Colts to make a move. And if Peyton is willing to restructure his contract, well, sure, plenty of teams are going to trade for him, but why would he want to help the Colts out to trade You know, in, in a trade when he can be a free agent and dictate the terms of where he goes, what the contract is like, what coaching staff he's with, what offensive coordinator he's with. So, no, there's not going to be a trade involved here. Peyton Manning is not with the Indianapolis Colts. It will be because he's leaving as a free agent. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. I believe we're looking at a $125 million cap for the teams uh, in 2012. If you're talking about $28 million, you'd be talking about over a fifth yep. of, of a team's salary cap. For a player that we don't even know what his health status is yet. Again, three neck surgeries in the last couple of years – he has got to have 100% medical clearance before anybody's going to take any kind of chance on Peyton Manning because there's going to be a financial commitment there just because of who he is. Well, he's not going to play if he's not medically, if there's any risk at all. Sure. I mean, you look at the fact that it is a neck injury. You look at the fact that his brother Cooper, who's a heck of a player, had to stop playing because there's a degenerative neck, because of a degenerative neck condition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is something he's going to take very very seriously, and you know every team is going to do all their medical research. But I think more than anything, Peyton Manning is going to is going to be the one who says if it's not a hundred percent, he's not going to dare risk his health. Speaking of risk, going back to the Super Bowl here, do you see the Patriots, Steve, taking the risk of having Brady drop back sixty times if that front four is beating the Patriots line at the point of the attack? I mean, don't they kind of need to in, in, involve the law firm and Danny Woodhead here to keep those guys honest? Yeah, I mean, to some degree, it depends on the, the terms of the game. I mean, if they're having success throwing the ball, they don't have to throw it deep. You know, if he's getting rid of it quick and taking some hits off a little three-step hitch route or a little three-step, 
you know, a five-step route that's getting 10 yards, you know, they'll keep doing it. That's the way they have to move the ball. It just really depends on the terms of the game. But, yeah, if they can get the running game going like they did against the Ravens, and they got it going early, which I think caught the Ravens off guard a little bit, they're going to they're gonna make that happen. I mean, that balance, you know, is important. But, again, with the Patriots, they don't necessarily need to get those, those big, huge, explosive plays. They can move the ball down the field. They can nickel and dime you down the field to, to make their point. All right, Steve, you know, we still have the NFL playoff challenge going on on NFL.com, and unfortunately my team was blown up a few weeks ago when the Saints got knocked out. And uh, I, st- I still think I, if the Saints win that game, I think they're in the Super Bowl. They would have hosted the Giants and beaten them uh, in New Orleans, but that's neither here nor there. What player or players do you think are going to score the most fantasy points, meaning they're going to have the most statistical success in the Super Bowl? Is it as easy as saying, well, it'll be Tom Brady or Wes Welker, or is there someone else out there who's going to play a big role offensively in this game? Yeah, I think, I think you really got to look at Akeem Nix. I mean, even though Victor Cruz is the guy getting the majority of the touches, Akeem Nix, with the explosive plays and him getting in the end zone, especially against those corners, he's somebody I look at. you got to definitely look at the Gronk. You know, if his ankle, even if it's 50%, such a matchup problem because he's such a massive player. Although Michael Bowley is a great coverage linebacker. That's going to be an interesting matchup right there. But still, everyone tries to double and triple and do everything they can to Gronkowski and he still makes plays. So I like the receiving tight end for the Patriots and I like Akeem Nix for the Giants. All right, good stuff, Steve. I will see you in the Super Bowl. We really appreciate having you on. We've got to take a break here. Yeah, Steve, but... thanks for everything, man. Great stuff as always, my man. And a, and a great season this year. You joined us on NFL Fantasy Live on the network and did a heck of a job, and uh, it was a lot of fun having you on. So we appreciate you coming on today. i got to tell you, the fact that you're watching a Redskins-Tampa Bay game, son, you need to get a life. <laughs> Steve, it's either that or he's going after six foot two Amazon women. Uh, Elliot oh, Arison's he's got some kind of life going on here. I, I knew I was going to get leveled before the uh, segment was over. You brought Very it on good. yourself, bro. Steve Weish does an Thanks, awesome Steve. job. Yeah, he's the best. He does an awesome job for us here at the network, and uh, it's great having him on. We have a good team of people here, uh, himself and uh, Jason Lockenfor also does a great job, and they yep. will be reporting from Super Bowl Forty Six on NFL Network. So you want to catch that coverage. For the next couple of weeks, we've got a break. Sirius 210, XM87, NFL Fantasy Live. We've got the Fantasy Cantina coming up at 1 Pacific. And the next segment, well, we're going to surprise you. If you ask Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano, 80s rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210 XM87. We are here every Wednesday at 12 o'clock Pacific. That song right there, the intro, you didn't get to hear the voice. That was Rocket Queen, which is the last song on Appetite for Destruction. One of the best rock albums of all time. Ever. Ever. No doubt. Funny thing, I went... To uh, see Fat Rose, actually uh, Axel Rose, who's the front man of a band he calls Guns N' Roses. I saw him at the Forum a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They put on a great show. I was very impressed. Uh, they, I mean, a much better show than I thought. And then about two weeks later, I was walking around Santa Monica, and I walked down the street, and literally I'm talking to my neighbor about uh, the Who versus the Rolling Stones, and we walk right by Axel Rose. Really? Yep. He's just standing there with some 25-year-old girl in a Mickey Mouse hat. <laughs> and we were the only people on the street. Is he, it, is, he, is he all blown up now? 
Like no, no, he wasn't. I mean, he's he could probably stand to lose like you know eight or ten pounds, but he he's got himself back in shape. I told my buddy, I go, you know, that was Axel Rose, and he goes, no, it wasn't. I go, that's Axel Rose, and you know, he wears this kind of black top hat now. He's got the NASCAR crew chief mustache and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I couldn't believe it. I it was a very very eerie thing, especially that the fact that when we walked by, we were discussing. I told him, that, I told my neighbor that the Who is very underrated. I feel like sometimes and. Uh, I'm sure Axel had an opinion on that. That's but. the that's the cool thing about living out here is that you always run into celebrities. Do you remember when we had uh, lunch in Beverly Hills at that place and Bud Bundy was in yep. the back there, and then there was that other woman sitting right next to us, and I'm like, I know that's somebody, and she was on Baywatch. I don't remember what her name was now, but yeah, that was driving you nuts. But I'm going to drive you nuts right now. We've Uh-oh. one thing we like to do is we always do this show spontaneously. Yeah. We we don't map everything out. Because we like to have a good, just organic discussion. With just a couple of minutes in this segment, mm-hmm. you talk about celebrities. Well, you, my friend, are a celebrity in the fantasy world. You're one of the most well-known oh, experts. No. You are. You're one of Come the most on. well-known experts in the United States. You've been doing it since 2000, the 2000 season, professionally. You've been doing fantasy a lot longer than that. But professionally, you've been covering it. Uh, you started with CBS Sportsline. I want Michael Fabianos in a 12-team league, uh-huh. top 12 picks. You How you think twi- a fantasy draft is going to go right now. Boy, um, you got two minutes on the clock. You're going to write them down? I'm going to write them down. I want not what your top 12 picks would be, but how you think, how I think a, the first round of a draft is going to be. Yes, in a 12-team league. Let's go. Pick number one. Arian Foster. Arian Foster. Mm-hmm. Because you think that people are still going to want that running yes, back. Yes, because now a featured running back is even at more of a premium. Number two is McCoy. LaShawn McCoy, same reason. And it is a toss-up between him and number three. That's Ray Rice. Why McCoy over Ray Rice? Uh, I just I like McCoy's offense better. I, I know Ray Rice is is a terrific running back in, in a run-based system. I just think McCoy offers more in terms of scoring touchdowns because they have a better offense in Philadelphia than the Ravens do. Okay, keep At going. number four is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And here okay. goes the list of quarterbacks. Let's go. Rattle them off. Number what two, order? Breeze. The fifth overall, Drew yep. Breeze. So we got Foster, McCoy, Rice, Rodgers, Drew Breeze. Brady. Tom Brady at six. You've got to go, Brady. Okay. Right? I, this is your list. I'm not commenting. And I, I tell you, I have a hard time. I'll say, I'll say Calvin Johnson next. Wow. At seventh overall. I'll say Calvin Johnson. Okay. At number eight, I'm going to go Stafford. So you're taking his quarterback after the receiver. Yep. Okay, you got 30 seconds Give for the last Newton. four picks. Cam Newton. Wow. Cam Newton, I think that's There's a little no, high. Who do you take? Who do you take? Uh, now, you know what? That's a good point, though, Ryan especially Matthews, with all the running backs Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me Matt Forte. Matt Forte, who we don't know what's going to happen with his contract, although he is uh, Chris Johnson. Healthy. Chris Johnson's 12. That's it. See you, CJ2K. All right, we're coming back with the Fancy Cantina. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.